Lendrite Mortgage will be live with us Friday morning to help you get the lowest rates on your new mortgage or refinance. Listen Friday morning and visit LendRightMortgage.com for more information. Okay. Question of the day. Has BYU arrived as a football program under Kalani Sataki? Hit us up on Facebook, DJ and PK, Twitter, David DJ James. Grab your phone, use our app, use the open mic feature. Send us your takes, and Yak will play them. Yak, Yak, Yak on heaven's door. Beat the youths. Check that off the list. Daniel says arrived at what? Big 12 football conference? Checkmark joined it. Beat your rival for the first time since 09? Checkmark joined it. National ranking? Checkmark. Proving last year wasn't a fluke. However, every week we'll see, including this week against Arizona State. So Daniel feels like... Okay, well, he's getting there, but he hasn't arrived yet. Then nobody's arrived if that's the because everybody's got to prove it again next week. And Ohio State didn't prove it against Oregon, so have they arrived? You've got to prove it all night, prove it all All night. night. (laughs) (laughs) Nice, good pull right there, Aaron. I was not a Kalani fan for a long time, but my mind is changing. First years were rough, but I think he's coming to his own. Got the program where he wants it and has a good staff. Hopefully, BYU will increase pay for his staff so he can keep them. Actually, the first year was the second best year they've had. Nine and four. <laughs> that was good. So, first year wasn't rough. And then it got rocky. <laughs> second, third, fourth years. Second year, obviously, about as rough as it's going to get. Another rough year like that, and there wouldn't have been a Kalani Sataki era. It would have been over. But mm-hmm. four and nine went to seven and six, went to seven and six again, then the eleven win season, and yeah. here we sit, two and zero. Oh, yeah, so got a little hostility on the page here, PK. Good, <laughs> Josh. <laughs> they arrived forty years ago. You can actually look it up and find stuff about Heisman and Outland winners, and even a national championship. Yeah, but I said under Kalani Sataki. Didn't oh, he? you wanted him to read the whole question. <laughs> He's a BYU fan who's been taking it for 10 years, and he is about to dish it back out. That's great, but that's telling me Charlie Brewer looked great in the Sugar Bowl. That's nice, and that's great, but he ain't look good Saturday night. Doesn't mean he can't look good this Saturday, but last Saturday he didn't. And the most important game of his Utah career to date, which is just barely getting started, it wasn't good. Not that it was all his fault by any stretch. Uh, so whatever you did is nice. But what are you doing? And for Kalani Sataki, it's important to have the program at a level that consistently win. That's what arrive means. Can it consistently win? Now, that doesn't mean going forward you're going to have a slew of 11-win seasons and you're going to win a slew of Big 12 championships. Back-to-back eight-win seasons would be good. He hasn't done that yet. Yes, he, may, he may well be on his way to it right now. I believe he needs six more. Good math. Nice. <laughs> Solid. And, and other people work. may set the bar. How about back-to-back nine-win seasons? Okay, sure. And yeah. then you believe he needs seven more. Oh, oh, to do, uh, <laughs> to do the math. Yeah, we're kind of in a, in a little bit of a lull here because these games count. They're very important. Obviously, Saturday night, two ranked teams, blah, blah, blah. It's a big-time game. Uh, won't have the emotion of the Ute game, nor should it. But... Uh, but the funny thing is, he's answering and silencing his critics right now, right? Because so far, they've backed up last season, right? 
So last season they get the eleven wins. Now they're two and zero. Look like you know look like they're going to be minimum seven and five, if not more. And so that's going to be good. So I believe he's going to answer the critics from last year. And then you know Jaron Hall look like he'll he stands to reason if he's healthy he should be better next season. So they'll probably be okay next season. But then it'll start over again when you go into the Big Twelve. Can you compete in the Big Twelve? So it's a little bit funky right now as we go. And I guess maybe to to an extent, y- everyone has to do that. Uh, but like Kyle, Kyle Winningham doesn't have to answer, am I a good coach? Now, if they go 3-9, uh, and nine, Whoa, then you'll happened? have to answer it next year, right? Yeah. I understand that. But he won't be answering it. He's not answering it now. Well, even if the Cougars have two good seasons this year and next year, which they very well could have, it's going to start over again for the program. What can you do now? Because it was the same thing for the Utes. You know, they had been at a high level, and he had, uh, Kyle, obviously, as a Mountain West coach, had slam dunked that answer, I'm really good at this level. He had to answer it again. It started from scratch. Now, he did. Took him a little bit. But he got there, and there they are by far, by far. It's not even close. By far, the most stable program minimum in the South, and certainly one of the most stable in the conference. So he's that well, question is long put to bed. To, just to go with the numbers that we were just talking about with BYU, he's averaged over nine wins a year over six years in a row. That's great. So as far as I'm concerned, that's really really good. So he shut that down. So Kalani's going to have to do it now and then do it again in two years. But you really you wanted that because that meant you were in a conference and you got in to, you know, it's not the best, but I think it's pretty good. And then maybe they can grow. Who's to say, man, because these, these programs that they're bringing in are all in pretty good spots. I mean, unlike Colorado was a trash program when it, when it came in and really hadn't gotten a whole lot better uh, except for one season. Cincinnati and UCF really have it going. They really have a go. Yeah, so does BYU. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Houston's been a little up and down, but mm-hmm. it wasn't that long ago they had it going. Right. Right. So, And they weren't as down as Colorado's been, that's for sure. Uh, so these four programs can actually add to the uh, national stature, and then somebody's going to emerge. I mean, we saw BYU emerge when the Arizonas left back in the 70s. Right, so you have to stands to reason some somebody in the existing eight, if not multiples, are going to be pretty good too. So I think it's a very solid conference going forward. And we've already spoken about basketball. I think it's a home run for basketball, but for football, which is most important, I think it's a, it has a great minimum start foundation and see how high it can get. So he's going to have to answer that, and that'll be really intriguing too. Now, along with that, is going to come some opportunities to bring in some more talent, some more money. So you would expect. Uh, both b- both of these coaches, interestingly, I think in two years are going to be under the spotlight. And by both, I mean Mark Pope. You know, Mark Pope is just the, the a bundle of energy. He's just a marketing genius. I, I've got to give it to him. But you've got to win in the NCAA tournament. You know, you you know, two years ago you didn't get a chance to go. Last year, your first round ends up being a Final Four team. All right, so it was, it was kind of a bad draw. But over four, five, six years, you're not going to always draw in a first round the team that goes to the Final Four. So the pressure, and I think I saw some, I saw a piece uh, by Dick Harmon on this. I agree 100 percent that the 
pressure on Mark Pope is going to rise a whole lot more. And that's, <laughs> but, but that's great. You yeah. want that. Well, as the commissioner said, that league's in the RPI. It's one or two every year, year it's after year. It's a kid-butt basketball league. You cannot argue it. It's going to be so exciting. I look forward to it so much. I wish it was, I wish it was starting this right year. Right now. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, we got to get through uh, two more winters and then see what that man can do. I'm excited for his possibilities for sure, particularly with the transfer portal, that he can really just – he's already done a phenomenal job on it, and my guess is that he'll do even more of a phenomenal job. But for right now – the football program can uh, I define arrive as win consistently, and can they do that? It looks like the answer right now today is yes. yes. But are you worried about the emotional letdown coming out flat against ASU sure, but and all that's that? Just one game, but even so, it's one game, and yeah. the schedule after that suggests there's another winning streak out there, right? So, yeah, if they lose this game, it doesn't take away from what they did last week. I mean, because they don't have to necessarily be flat to lose the game. You can lose 31-28, you know, and not you're not necessarily flat. The other team made a play or two more. So be it. Those things, there's a winner and loser in every game. Those things happen. So, But it's not like you necessarily were flat. I think in their favor, they're saying that the Sun Devils, their best lineman is their center. They're saying he's probably not going to play. That's a major blow for those guys because that line has been patchwork since Herm has got there, and that's historically what they've been for many years. They usually don't have any trouble recruiting decent receivers and some guys who can run the ball, uh, but in the trenches, they just don't. They are not anything close to an NFL pi- pipeline by any stretch, and he's got he's a three-year starter, and now he's they're saying he's out. He hasn't been practicing and hasn't even been at practice uh, because Herm opens up all the practices. Well, BYU's front, defensive front, is coming off a uh, a good performance against the Utes. So. Oh, yeah, it's Eminence front. And it's not a put-on. Eminence front? Yeah. Eminence front! Eminence front! It's a put-on! Eminence front! Sunshine, people forget. I'm in its front. We got more reaction flowing in. A Joshua Newman tweets at us. Can I defer my answer until Saturday night? No. <laughs> no, we need it for the show no, right this now. Is sports radio, man. It's, it's, <laughs> Come on, Josh. Man, we're, 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 we're built on clouds and sand here. <laughs> we reserve the right to re- change our opinion by 8 o'clock. New information, new opinion. <laughs> I may look. You hey, don't even need new information. I change it three, four times in a segment, depending I've, on what you say. I've I've noticed. <laughs> if I get too close to the truth, then just begin the personal attacks and go. Eminence front, it's put on. I had not thought of that in a long time. I just heard it yesterday. It's satellite radio, man. You never have to have commercials. You just punch, 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 punch. <laughs> Jared says uh, to the question, has, uh, has the program arrived under Kalani? <clears throat> no, not yet. But this is the biggest step to starting the process of arriving. You can't arrive if you've never been able to recruit top-tier athletes. With the Big 12, they may be able to land some of them. We'll see then. If they recruit four-star athletes consistently and can win the Big 12 more than once, I think then they can say they've arrived. That's still a tall task with the honor code. See, I don't think it's about recruiting top-tier talent. It's developing top-tier talent. 
That's more important than recruiting it. Because what you're recruiting, top-tier talent, is based in high school. Right? And based on summer seven-on-seven and cone drills and shuttles and 40-yard dashes and jumps and all that stuff. And if you deliver an NFL guy who comes in and kicks butt and wins big games, who cares what their star was when they showed up on campus? Right. Trevor Riley's told me he's a two-star. Well, he got to play in the NFL. Yeah. So who cared? What his star was. And we've seen plenty of guys who've come with this, that, or that whatever ranking and not be living up to that ranking, which is to a degree arbitrarily assigned. I don't discount it completely, but I think most important is developing top-tier talent. And when you have five guys drafted off of one ball club— that means you developed, or they developed in some combination thereof, top-tier talent. The NFL thought highly of the talent to draft the player. And they're heartless. 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 <laughs> never, never out of control. Jonathan I, gives I'm us the, a, I'm in the concert mood tonight. I'm going clearly. to see John Party tonight. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Let you go. Jonathan says, maybe. Beating the Utes is a great step. Get back to me in six weeks. Well, then we'll know for sure, won't we? I guess it could be hanging in the balance in six weeks. Hanging in the balance. Yeah, but see, but that's the point. Anybody could tell you what right. happened. That doesn't right. take a talent. And five and three, if they win their last four and finish nine and three, then we can say I they was arrived. the lone wolf in the woods in the wild when I told you Zach Wilson would be a great quarterback, and he would play in the NFL. And I took all sorts of shots from my own radio family, I might add, let alone all my numerous detractors. And they are numerous. And in the end, I stand tall. I was right. So anybody could tell you, oh, man, Jack Wilson, as I look back, He had a phenomenal year, and most importantly, he had a phenomenal throw in the NFL tryout camp, known as Pro Day. Best throw I've ever seen. I just replayed in my mind. I'm telling you, when they get in basketball this year and they got that video, they should even do it here at Lavelle Over Stadium. They got a whole bunch of big screens. First the Ains shot, yeah, and and then the throw. Yeah, the Ains drive, the Ains play. It's not just a, a shot, actually, was the easiest part of the play. Pick it up at the inbound, as they always do. And Ainge, man, he is lurking all over the place. You can't <laughs> really go anywhere is. in Provo without bumping into him. <laughs> I know. We were down there for the Big 12 thing. He had the hat pulled low, yeah. right past it. I'm like, hey! And he smiled and nodded, never broke stride. Well, he was there at the game uh, Saturday. It was roaming the press box. Well, now that he doesn't have those pesky Celtic responsibilities. Yeah, as I understand it, the they moved back. He's got a home there somewhere in... The ghettos of Provo? The what? Yes, the ghettos <laughs> of Provo. High on the top of Y Mountain. I don't know where he lives, but I have, I've been informed that uh, he's taken a residence there. So yeah, they got, should play that. Play kids. that and then the throw. And then let's follow it up with the pass. McMahon, uh, the, the tight end, was the name Brown. And then uh, who was the guy? Unfortunately, passed Morell with that great tackle, leaping over the bound over the pile of line of scrimmage and pulling the running back down in Hawaii at the, like the half an inch line or something like that. Some of the great plays in BYU. And then of, of course you finish it off with Beck to Harleen. 
Justin says, here's the thing. Let's list teams BYU has beaten in recent years. Texas, USC, Tennessee, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Utah, along with uh, several other Pac-12 teams. BYU is talented. I fully expect a couple years of climbing and building in the Big 12, just like Utah did with the Pac-12. Eventually, BYU will bump up another level. Good times. Love having a Pac-12 and Big 12 football in the state. How great is that? I'd agree with that. But I think there's a little bit difference. I'm going to have a higher standard for the Utes going in. You mean for the Cougars? Cougars, excuse me. Yes, correct. Because it was basically a one-year deal. Here, it's a two-year. So everybody that you're going to recruit, aside from the transfer portal, who may be a one-and-donner, is going to be, especially with them, with the missions, they're going to be recruited into the Big 12. So if you're not recruiting Big 12 talent now, something's wrong. Right, because they then they love to tell you eighty two percent serve missions into seventy five countries and they speak forty two language and fine build that up. Mamas and papas religion is important to them. I get it. So why wouldn't you promote that? Absolutely, it's a tool for that segment and that's the most significant segment by far on your roster. So of course you need to build that up. A- absolutely, Bronco did it. Kalani does it a little more lower key, uh, but Bronco did it and. Uh, Absolutely. But every one of those kids who is going to go and serve will be a Big 12 player from the first day they arrive on campus if they leave right out of high school. So you already know that. So you've got more lead time than the Utes had. Have they been scaling up on this independent schedule? It's not the same. You don't have what do you the mean, power have they been five scaling up recruiting. Uh, yeah, who they recruit and and the talent they get. You don't have. I mean, it'll still be an adjustment going to the Big Twelve, and you will have the Big Twelve logo and the official Power Five designation as opposed to existing in a gray area, not in a G five conference. I don't, I see, I don't think teams. it was a gray area because they've established themselves. This is who we are. Well, and that maybe shortens the curve a little bit too. I agree with you. And then also. They're going into a league where the big dog is leaving, and the Utes went into a league where the big dog was still there. Oregon didn't go anywhere. Had a blip for a game. Right, but as far as trying to win it, you know, Utah ran up against Oregon in a title game and got drilled. And we're going to judge BYU. Now, to the point about about going eight or nine. At the same time, they they ran into Oregon. You're acting like Oregon. They also laid 60 on Oregon, too. Yeah, they did. Well, so, Oregon definitely had the blip. I mean, they had that <laughs> four-win season or five-win season, whatever it was. Nate says, remember, Gary Croton started out 10-0 and in 2000. Actually, he started out 12-0, and but he did start 10-0. Well, in order to get to 12, you got to have 10 first. We, all right. He we, started out 7 and 0. He started out <laughs> 9 and 0. Let's fix every number. Uh, remember, Gary Croton started out uh, undefeated in 2000. We all know how that turned out. We'll take 10-year assistant Kalani back if things don't work out. Lots of big boy football to be played. And Nate does have the Ute logo as the avatar. Well, that, but that's on the yet. level that you always are, have to prove yourself, though. So if you want to go that way, let's get Clay Helton on the phone. You've never I mean, arrived. Yeah. Thanks to the Rose Bowl, Clay. Here's $12 million and the yeah. door is on your left. You have to prove yourself constantly. This is a what have you done. No doubt about it. I get it. So, but see, we, we, he wants where there is the question isn't a question. It's already been answered. That's the whole point of this. And the essence of sports talk radio is to debate, to debate drivel and to, to, 
to put that out there. Few football fans would <laughs> prefer if you didn't refer to winning big football games as drivel. Well, but it's all it's all there is no right or wrong. You can't say that because there isn't conclusive proof. That's why you're debating it. Because if there was conclusive proof, you wouldn't debate it. Has Alabama arrived? Debate. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until they beat the Dolphins, I'm yeah. not convinced. So that's the whole point of the question. The question of the day is something that is debatable. Have they arrived? Now, we're not going to wait five years and have them average uh, in, 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 in five years look back and say, well, they, have, they won 50 games. Well, then that's not a question. There is no question. The answer is obvious. So, no, don't wait. That's not the point. The point is to talk about it now. Call your shot, man. Put yourself out there and say, this is what I think. And Tony Romo saying he thinks Zach Wilson is going to be a phenomenal quarterback, right? He's not waiting until he's won two Super Bowls. Yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal quarterback. Well, everybody knows it at that point, right? Tony Romo's making his mark, telling you the play as they break the huddle, not well, they just ran that. Well, I, I can see for myself what they just ran. Ron says Kalani has proven he's ready to get a huge pay raise and take over for Wit when Kyle retires. Sorry, Zoobs, you may have won a game, but you're still just our farm system. Hashtag little 12. <clears throat> Apparently, the rivalry lives on. That game it, it, doesn't matter. Well, it, I mean, it matters, but at the Clearly same time, they've won nine out of ten, which is no slouch. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying BYU is overtaking Utah as the premier program in the state by any stretch. I mean, that's not going to happen. Uh, they did win one game, and good for them, uh, and it was great, great moment in their in their time. And it was, I think, it was his best victory since he's gone independent. It, it was the most important one, topping USC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would, to me, right now, I would put uh, Wisconsin up there. Another good one. Because that, that was there. Uh, here. The other two are home games. And you're, you're facing a, a, literally a first-year freshman quarterback in his second or third start. In the SC game. And yeah. it was his first road game. Uh, I mean, what do you expect? I mean, let, let's not forget, Slovis was a freshman. It was a great win. And that's the last time they stormed the field. It was fun. It was fun to be there that day. Uh, but nevertheless, in the circumstances, I, I put, the, at least the, to me, the Wisconsin win was more improbable. Uh, because I, I know some people at SC, uh, one of their administrators has been there for 50 years, and he had told me in the summer, I saw him in the summer when I was down there, that, and that's probably my my bias closeness to the situation where I don't have any contacts at, at uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. Yeah. But somebody tells you this guy's good, but right. they'll be growing pains. And, and they, they had said that there was some issues. It wasn't so much with Slovis. It was the, the, from the defensive end. Oh. And that they were talking about that, the, the, the circumstances. But nevertheless, that was a great win. And, you know, uh, you beat, anytime you beat a Pac-12 team, it, it where Utah, where BYU was. Now, going forward, like in 24, 25, 26, shouldn't be that as big of a deal. Then it'll depend on the team. It'll be fun, but it shouldn't be as big of a deal. Anytime you beat somebody of a stature, 
it's fun. Yes, I understand that. That's the whole point of playing the game is to win the thing, to quote my guy Herm. Uh, but it shouldn't be as uh, big of a deal. You know what I mean? Like you guys, you should say Santa State, you should never beat uh, Pac-12 teams. Well, I think they do all the time. Nice. You know, got that first win ever against UCLA. Snapped the losing streak against Arizona. I think they're like six and two in their last eight games against Pac-12 teams. So it's, it's been like, going. It's been going well for them and yeah. the whole Mountain West. Actually. So I was like, eh, yeah. okay. So I'm sure they're not jumping up and down. I mean, they're beating. They think, well, great. We won that game. Now we got a tougher game this week. DJ and PK, Riley Jensen, College Football Insider. We'll hit him with the question coming up at the top of the hour. And Ryan Abraham from USCFootball.com at 8.30. And we come back. I, I got to throw something out there that I just don't get. And I need people to explain it to me. Because I don't understand it. Why anybody would do this is beyond me. Laying it on thick. Can't wait to find out what That's it is. That's the truth. We'll get to that next. Stay with us.